Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I Am Athlete Tonight. It's me and Brandon holding things down tonight. And listen, we're going to discuss the latest news ahead of the Super Bowl. We're going to keep an eye on LeBron's chase for the scoring title. Now, it more than likely is not going to happen tonight unless he goes full weight Wilt Chamberlain on us. But he does need 89 to go ahead and tie that record or beat that record, I believe. So that's probably going to take a couple of games. If I had to bet, I would say the OKC game in L.A. is probably when it's going to happen. All the stars will be there. His family will be there. I don't see him wanting to do that on the road, but I could be wrong. What do you think, Brandon? I'm thinking he's going to stretch out to the Golden State. Like, oh, wow. I think it's gonna be a little, yeah, I think it's going to be a little pressure on his back. Like everybody looking for that night. When is it coming when he going to break it? I think mm-hmm. he's going to slow down with the points. And I think it's going to work out perfectly because he going to show Steph like, yo, I yeah. know y'all want to pass it to Steph with the face of the league, but I'm the king. And I want you to see me win this award. So I think it's going to stretch out all the way to Golden State. Well, speaking of basketball, the reserves for the All-Star game are being announced. And so far, we have DeMar DeRozan has just been named a reserve. So he is officially an All-Star this year. Joel Embiid is also an All-Star this year. Jalen Brown is the third All-Star coming out of the East for the reserve. And we are in the process of seeing who the fourth pick is going to be. Go ahead and make your prediction, Brandon, before, before we see it. Who do you think? Ooh, the next all-star reserve. That's tough because people like Joel Embiid should have been in there already. It's just like, ah, I don't know who you're going with. It is Bam out of bio from the 305. Shout out to Bam, a very good friend of mine. Jalen Brown is as well, but I'm so proud of both of those guys. So deserved. Um, Bam has been putting up numbers for the Miami Heat. Definitely in the conversation for the DPOY. He was robbed last year, if you ask me. <laughs> so I'm um, so glad to see him getting his dues. And um, yeah, number five, number five. Who do you think is going to be the fifth one? I don't know. It's tough. I I, I don't know who you. I, I want to say you all four it. of my reserves are on this list, so I'm kind of like. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to. Oh, that's what I'm trying okay. To... It's um Drew Holiday from the Milwaukee. When it went with Drew, he is the fifth All Star reserve, aka All Star, coming out of the East. So we have Bam Adebayo, Demar Derozan, Joel Embiid, Jalen Brown, and Drew Holiday, um rounding out the East All Stars. So. I mean, do you I like the say, East All-Stars? Like, do you I feel like they, they got, got it right? The, I would say they got this right. Would you say they got this right? Yeah, it's, 
Um, yeah, like I said, this is what I don't like. I feel like it should be positionless where okay. just the five best players get in. So they did the right. best of what they can do. Like, I hate calling Joel and be a reserve, you know? Right. So, yeah, I, they did the best they could do. I mean, listen, you're an all-star. You're an all-star. We don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't recognize reserves. I don't recognize. Yeah, no, it holds weight. When you play ball, that name holds weight. For the Hell show. yeah, it holds weight. Julius Randle. Um. Oh wow, Julius was is Julius names and is Julius an official All Star? Is this is it, am I looking at this correctly? I thought there was only five reserves. I could be wrong here. Or is that a oh Julius Randall also named a reserve for the All Stars out of, coming out of the East? Okay, he was also on my list, so I'm excited about that. Shout out to the New York Knicks. So I'm assuming then. We have one more coming up. I would have to say it's Tyrese Halliburton if I had to guess. Is it? Am I right? Coming out of the East, the seventh reserve for the All-Star 2023 in Utah, it's Tyrese Halliburton out of the Indiana Pacers. So, Brandon, in total, we have um, Joel Embiid, Jalen Brown, Bam Adebayo, Julius Randle, DeMar DeRozan, Drew Holiday and Tyrese Halliburton. How do you feel about that? I mean, that's solid. That's solid. They got a nice lineup. Like you said, they got it right. Uh, now I want to see what this Western Conference is going to look like. The like, Western now Conference kinda... is going to be interesting. So before they start announcing those reserves, who's on, who is on your list of must-have reserves for the West? Give me one player. So... Let me get this right. Okay. Uh, wait, did Steph make the starting lineup? Let me check this. Of course, out. he did. At one point, a lot of people didn't have him on their list, but he he's made the list. You know uh, what Devin Booker says? You can't talk basketball with everybody. <laughs> but Jalen Jalen Rose didn't have Steph Steph on his list. Like I I don't know. Like I would say him. for me, I have to see Damian Lillard. John Morant. Oh uh, yeah, of course, job. Of course, job. And you got to go to H O K C. I would. Oh, of course, you got to go SGA. Like that. SGA. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, sure. you got to. Okay. But who's so going to be three? Jaw's going to be the first. Yeah, Jaw's probably going to be the first. first or Dame. Either those two. Um, I would say so. Dame, Jaw, SGA, probably. Sabonis, I would have to say. Oh, Sabonis have to be. Sabonis, listen, he might surprise you and be the second reserve. He might surprise you and be the second reserve because he had a hell of a year. They don't look at just who he plays for and not getting the recognition he deserved. He low-key should be. Yeah, I would would say he has to be on that list. Let me see who. I'm trying to think, rack my brain around who else didn't make it. That I know. I wish we had like the list of names in front of us, right? Yeah, I I feel like I, it'll come to me, but I have to. I know for sure those are the names that are on the top of my head that definitely have to go ahead and make that list. But we'll go ahead and keep you guys posted on those reserves for the Western Conference once they are announced. In case you are driving or finishing up work and you're unable to go ahead and tap into the live announcement of it. But in the meantime, we are going to talk about somebody who is not going to be, you know, an all-star in this case, an MVP or a pro bowler or any longer because he is officially retiring 
again. And that is Tom Brady. Tom Brady announced yesterday that he was hanging up his cleats and saying goodbye to the gridiron once and for all. No take backs, no redos, no changing of the mind. He is officially saying goodbye to the game. Brandon, what do you make of his announcement the second time around? I mean, I feel like he just wanted to get it out of the way, right? Because last year, we kind of retired Tom Brady for Tom Brady. Like, he hinted to it, and we ran with it, and we dropping all his highlight tapes. And he like, yo, I didn't – I kind of retired, but I didn't officially do it. So I just think he didn't want to drag it out this year, make it a long thing. Like, Tom Brady is used to playing at a high level, right? He's used to being in the playoffs, having a chance to – win a Super Bowl. I just think he knows where he is in his career right now. He don't want to go out like not on top. Like I think he retired at the right time. Like he's for sure that he's retiring at the right time. And man, just sell off in the sunset. You did your thing. Even last year you ain't finished how you wanted to finish, but you made the play also it's still respectable. Do you think though, I mean his last loss came from my Dallas Cowboys. Just want to put that out there. Do you think, though, I mean, you say retiring, you know, on top, retiring on top would have been had he retired after winning the Super Bowl. But, you know, Tom Brady's the ultimate competitor. He had to come back to see if he could do it again and he couldn't do it again. And then he said, I'm out. And then he's like, you know what? I'm not out. So it's kind of like, I mean, yes, he's solidified as the GOAT. Seven rings. You can't take that away from him. I don't think anybody will ever try to. But if we want to talk about going out on top. That should have probably happened two years prior. Yeah, but once you win one Super Bowl, it's in your whole team. Is he didn't win much one. Coming he back. won seven of them. <laughs> yeah, but he won one in Tampa. So he felt like, yo, my whole squad coming back. Let me do it again. Like, he felt like he was still having fun. The thing about the NFL, when you're winning, it's fun, right? Your body ain't sore. Them couple hits you got, you don't feel but once you start losing, man, a season drag out, you feel that much more sore. And like this was the first year his old line was kind of shaky. Like they were shaky from week one because of injury. So I just think Tom Brady feel like, yo, my team isn't going to improve next year. So nah, this is my time. He played long enough. He knows like the Joe Burrows, the Pat Mahomes, the way Jalen Hurts is playing right now. Like this is the toughest time to try to reach the Super Bowl more than ever. So that's why he made his decision, too. Well, his former coach, his former partner in crime, Bill Belichick, I'm sorry, Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots, which obviously Brady won most of his rings with, um, kind of said on CNN this morning that he hopes to sign Brady to a ceremonial one day retirement contract so that he can officially retire as a New England Patriot. Take a listen to this, and then we'll go ahead and dissect it. Are you going to sign him to a one-day contract to retire a Patriot? I'll do it tomorrow. For him um, to retire a Patriot oh, is the question. The, not, not only do I want it, our fans are clamoring for it. And to us, he is always has been and always will be a Patriot. And we will be bringing him back um, after I have not I don't like to make a commitment for him, but we will do everything in our power to bring him back, have him sign off as a Patriot, and find ways to honor him for many years to come because he did so much to bring life and good cheer to our community. And he's a beloved figure, and 
He's earned the respect and love that people feel for him like no other athlete in our town. And we've had some great ones. I mean, he's kind of stating the obvious. You know, I think everyone knew that Brady, when he did retire, yeah, people would say he technically retired. Last team was the Bucks, but he's forever going to be known as the quarterback of the New England Patriots. Like, you don't have to retire him as a Patriot for him to retire as a Patriot. I get the rules, but let's be honest. We didn't have to go ahead and honor the logistics of it. It was going to happen regardless. Like, it was just... Nah, Ash. So, this this is the thing. He will 100% have to retire as a Patriot because... Really? Playing in the, yeah, playing in the NFL is like who you feel a part of and where your home is. That means everything, right? So, it's almost like you're kind of... It's almost kind of like you're giving yourself closure, like we need that closure to retire as a Patriot. Oh, he a hundred percent wants to retire. That's where all his memories were created. Like that's the guys in the locker room where he won his championships. He still misses Gillette feel like that that's his home. So he definitely want to tie it. It's almost kind of like you letting the world know who your real parents are, who your real mom or who your dad is. Not your stepdad. <laughs> like, listen, Tampa is like my step pops. Like, nah, I'm letting everybody know, like, this is my dad. Like, is it his step pops? Because he called it Tampa Bay. Like, he literally. He had to. It's, it's, that's marketing. It he was there. As himself. It's, it's no way he cannot retire. I'm telling you, as an athlete, it's like, it's our duty. And especially the type of career Tom had, right? Like, that's sure. all his Hall of Fame years. That's his memories. Like, I'm one of the guys that I'm least concerned about football and post-career and this and that all like once I moved on from the NFL like I'm so far moved from football as far as like where I belong and what I played and what my stats was like I can't even tell you how many picks I had but at the end of the day I retired like officially five years after I really retired with the Chiefs just because it was like a bug inside of me just feeling like yo like I retired as a charge like that don't feel right like I'm a Kansas City chief so I, I have to it. go back so I don't know is this weird thing we got in us like in the NFL the NBA don't do it as much but in the NFL like we have well to. speaking of the NBA we're gonna go ahead and announce these Western Conference all-stars and first up is John Morant followed by John Morant it is Sabonis out of I told you Sabonis might be second he, he is might be the well second listen you I called it you. because he is definitely second on the list so so far we have John Morant we have Sabonis the third all-star in SGA. Western Conference for the reserves is let's see let's see let's see let's see gotta be SGA it is SGA. And if you don't know who SGA is, it's Shea Gilgis Alexander out of OKC. He is the third all-star reserve to be named out of the Western Conference. First of all, not only is he just a hooper, but the boy is fly. Like, the, <laughs> he the man he can start a low-key this year, Ash. He low-key could have been a star this year the way he was hooping. If he didn't, and if he didn't want to be a hooper, he could have been a model because the boy is fly. <laughs> like he can dress, but yeah, he is. Listen, watching him play is a revival of that OKC organization, and it's just it's been really, really great to watch him. It's really unfortunate what happened with Chet Holgrim. Had him, had he been healthy this season, I really would have loved to yeah. see what the two of them do together. But there's always next year. So we so far we have SGA, John Morant, Sabonis. 
are all named Western Conference Reserves. Oh, number four is Paul George from the Los Angeles Clippers. What do you feel about that, B-Flow? That, I, I respect it. I respect it. Wait, how many more reserves they have? It's seven because total. I got... So it's four. We're at four now. Okay, okay. Because Darren Fox got to make it as a reserve. He's like have to make it as a reserve? Darren Fox. That is, listen, he is also a hoop. I'm surprised they haven't named Dame Lillard yet, though. Where is Dame yeah, time? Damn, Dame Lillard. Dame's having 60-point games like it's nobody's business. Like, where do is Do Anthony Dame Davis time? make it? Do Anthony I'm, Davis make it or do the injuries kind Dame time. Here he is. Next up on the list is Dame time. Damian Lillard, as you know, out of Portland. That's now all is right in the world. So to recap, for those of you who just joined us, we have John Morant, Sabonis, Paul George, Shea Gilgis, Alexander, Damian Lillard, which means we have two more left. That's five, if I can count correctly. Yes, I can. That's five. So we got two spots left. I feel like we I'm trying to think who who I've missed and who should be one. My two is Swift or Fox. Okay. And, and I think Anthony Davis should make it. Like when he was healthy, he was wow. hooping. Wow. Well, he listen, was hooping. He was hooping. He was out healthy. of Utah. Wow. Is number six as a reserve. Interesting. First time all star. 25 points a game is is really is what he's putting up right now. Listen, I mean, you know what it is? <laughs> I think Utah doesn't really get the eyes so sometimes people uh, forget the talent but there's a lot of talent on that utah jazz team and it's also very impressive what they've been able to do in the post donovan mitchell era because everyone expected this team to tank and they're not obviously one of the top three teams top five teams in the west but they're also not terrible like yeah. they can make you work so that's really interesting um that not interesting, but it, it's nice that the, he got that recognition because Utah sometimes I feel like gets forgotten. In a smaller market, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, rounding out the last spot, it's Jaron Jackson Jr. of the Memphis wow. Grizzlies. Interesting. Okay, okay B-Flow, how do you feel about this one? That's, that's a shocker. Um, I mean, shout out to everybody who made it. All the reserves, but, but I still think Fox. <laughs> my thing is, I think Fox should have made it. He's in Sacramento, and nobody pays attention to Sacramento. I understand that, but he been hooping this year, and I just think Anthony Davis, when he was on the court, he was a no brainer of an all star. It's just he got banged up, so I feel like he should have made it. But everybody else thought otherwise. These boys been hooping all year, just because they're a smaller market, that don't mean they should be overlooked. So. Hey, I guess you got to go with true. it. Listen, so to go ahead and just rehash this for everyone just joining us, the NBA All-Star Reserves have been officially named. And out of the East, we have Joel Embiid, Jalen Brown, Bam Adebayo, Julius Randle, DeMar DeRozan, Drew Holiday, and Tyrese Halliburton. And out of the West, we have John Morant, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Damian Lillard, Jaron Jackson Jr., Sabonis, Markham, and Paul George. So... Nice, nice little group. I like to see some, I like to see new faces in there. I don't know about you. I don't know if you feel the same way about the Pro Bowl, which we'll get into, but I like to see new faces in the mix. Um, it's, it's nice to see some guys get the opportunity to go to that weekend and get that accolade that aren't, you know, the common faces, the LeBrons and the KDs and the people you expect to be there. 
it's nice to see the first timers in the mix. It makes me it makes me happy. Hundred percent. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy six yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also seventy six yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a seventy yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are in the Super Bowl, but the biggest question is how healthy is Jalen? Now, he spoke on his shoulder injury, and he had this to say. Made it clear this whole time that it's been something that I've been dealing with and, you know, getting there. Can you give us a number? I can't. It's getting better. You feel it getting better? What time? Now, it is interesting because he is past the point where his right shoulder injury is going to keep him out of a game. So there's definitely no worries about him being able to play in the big game. But it's clear if you watch him and in that soundbite that we just heard that he's not quite back to full strength. So, Brandon, I want to ask you, do you have any concerns about Jalen's shoulder and going into this big game against the Kansas City Chiefs who have been there before and know how to get the job done? I don't have any concerns, right, because it's Jalen Hurts. If it was anybody else uh, other than Patrick Mahomes, like, I would second-guess this team, but – Jalen Hurts, he sucked it up and played at the end of the regular season. And even though the Eagles can't go and play their full offense of like how they would want to run Hurts and make their offense that much more deadly because they don't want to get him hit, he's still very capable of winning games in different ways, right? Mm -hmm. Like last game, he missed a couple of throws. You can tell it maybe because of his shoulder, but he got two weeks to heal now. In the NFL, two weeks is almost two months, right? Because our bodies heal so fast. We got great trainers, great doctors that's going to get us right. right. Um, nobody's going to be healthy. And he knows Kansas City going to be banged up. Travis Kelsey wasn't even supposed to play last game, but he did. Mm -hmm. And he was effective. So, man, everybody on both of these rosters were getting two weeks of rest. Uh, if you played in these last previous games, like, you're going to be good to go. It's the Super Bowl. It's the last game of the season. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the game you're going to leave it all up on the line. So, especially with it being Jalen Hurts, like, I don't – I'm not having no concerns with Philly. Listen, and Jalen Hurts is going to have a lot of positive energy on his side because let me tell you something. Out of my friend – out of my girl group of friends, nobody really watches sports. Like, they couldn't tell you the difference between a slam dunk and a touchdown. They have no idea who, unless you're like LeBron James or Tom Brady, they have no idea who you are. Like you could literally be sitting at a dinner. One of my really good friends, Anna, I've brought her to multiple dinners of, you know, my friends who play in the league and stuff, birthday dinners and stuff. And she'll be sitting down and she'll be like, oh, is this person like known? Like, who is this? And I'm like, you don't know who this is. Like, she's like, I have no idea who this is. It's not Kevin Durant. I don't know. So in my group chat, 
they don't know anything about football. Couldn't tell you when the Super Bowl was. Couldn't tell you who played in the last Super Bowl, who won the last Super Bowl. But let me tell you, they know who Jalen Hurts is. Like, for some reason, Jalen Hurts tell me why though, with because the ladies. Like, Gabrielle Union said Hurts the same train. thing. Gabrielle Union said the same thing. I want to know why. Let everybody know why. I don't, I don't know why. I can't tell you. Like, he is the topic. <laughs> of my group chat with my girlfriends like pictures of him are thrown in the chat on a daily basis <laughs> and i'm just like okay yeah jalen hurts and they're like oh my god do you know him you know is he new i'm like no he's been around for a while like it's not but <laughs> ladies love jalen i don't i don't know what's going on this is shout out to jalen like if you wasn't playing for the chiefs <laughs> i want you to keep it going bro like i'm in your corner but you playing the chiefs so i'm sorry you gotta take this l but nah it, it it, it could be the way just he carries himself. Like, you know, like you can tell he's a passionate person, passionate guy on the field. You can mm -hmm. tell that he's a, I don't know. He's just that guy that you will want to have on your side. I know football wise, yeah. it's just like, you will ride for him, right? And I guess that's what your girls seeing outside of them past. Like my girls don't see authentic. any of that. They just he's, see he's authentic. Face. They see the authenticity in him. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure they. I'm know. sure they didn't listen, Britt. I, I appreciate <laughs> you giving them a lot more credit. I don't think it's that deep for them. I'll tell you that much. That's funny. <laughs> they were very disappointed to hear that Jalen had a girlfriend. That was heartbreaking for them. <laughs> they they put that picture in the chat, and it was a bunch of broken hearts, and it was it was a very sad situation. That's it's like it's kind of yeah. like when I found out that Allen Iverson was getting married. Mind you, I was like what 14 at the time, but you couldn't tell me that we were gonna be together. <laughs> you can't so, tell you nothing. It was I was very sad. But we're gonna keep things in the Eagles wheelhouse a little bit because giant safety, Julian Love, who said division rivals can't can't show love to each other. First gave Sirianni a backhanded compliment, noting the coach is not getting in the way of the team. But he hit a nerve um, when Love was asked about Sirianni posturing for the camera during the Eagles route of the Giants in the divisional round. This is what he had to say. He was defending him. Check this out. People always got something to say when they at home. So they got some stuff to think about. So I ain't really going to touch too much on it. I just know that Coach Sirianni is uh, it don't matter what he did last year with a team that, you know, nobody thought was going to do much, you know, he ended up getting us to the playoffs. And then for his second year, it's, I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to get better. You're supposed to bring players in to get uh, to do exactly what you need them to do. And we did that. I mean, he say anybody can coach the this team. It's like, man, it don't matter uh, because at the end of the day, it's on your GM and your president and pe uh, people to be able to bring guys in and sign guys and have people want to come to this organization. So, I mean, man, it's a whole bunch of different factors other than just him talking about Coach Sirianni. Uh, it's just, you know, a lot of people just mad because of what happened this season. I understand. But, yeah, it, I mean, it definitely carried no weight because, I mean, Coach proved himself each and every day. And uh, if you're not in here, you really wouldn't know that. So it's just all lip service. So let me go ahead and clarify. So Giant Safety Julian Love first kind of took a dig at Sirianni and who we just heard was defensive end of the Philadelphia Eagles, Brandon Graham defending Nick Sirianni and, you know, defending the team, defending his head coach. So, Brandon, why is it that players who have lost talk the most trash about the team that just beat them? Is it like trying to, like, lick your wounds a little bit and make the pain not hurt as much? Because it's like you lost. You know, why are you running your mouth? A hundred percent, man. They they hurt. Like, they feeling petty. Like, 
the game that they felt like they should be in somebody else in and being in that division, like it hurt worse, but I think he's completely wrong. Right. Um, we seen hall of fame coaches like Andy Reed, uh, load up on talent in Philly previously with Namdi Asamoa coming over Rogers Kamardi when he had Vince Young and it was called like the dream team. Like it's hard to manage different personalities and being a head coach and, you know, just letting your offensive coordinator and uh, Shane Steichman like now say, hey, we're going to cater this offense towards Jalen Hurts. Like, listen, I know like I was in uh, San Diego when Shane and Nick was there. So they had Phillip mm -hmm. Rivers. That's a totally different offense than Phillip Rivers played in than Jalen Hurts is playing in. So they're they are tailoring this offense for Jalen Hurts. Like that's a lot that Nick Sirianni is doing behind closed doors. The way he made this team believe in Jalen and the way he stood behind Jalen from day one, even wearing Jalen Hurts shirts in training camp, like a right. lot of that goes a long way with your quarterback feeling like, hey, he believe in me. And because he believe in me, that also give me the confidence to be who I am out there. So, man, Nick Sirianni is doing a great job, a hell of a job. And yeah, I just think I just think he's salty about you know the Eagles it's, doing anything. It's right definitely now. a little bit of salt because, or a lot of salt because it's one. This is this was the quote. So he said, "I don't like it. I don't like it at all." He's in for a free ride right now. You guys can coach this team. See, I don't like that because it kind of reminds me, and maybe it's even more. Maybe you would even get less pushback if he said this about an NBA coach, because there have been NBA coaches who are more like game managers and actual coaches. Yeah. They have nothing but super superstar talent on their roster. So at that point, when you're a superstar and you won chips before, like you kind of know what you need to do to go ahead and win another one. You don't need another coach kind of telling you like you've been there, you know what you're doing. So if he said this about a basketball coach of a certain team, I would be like, all right, like it's kind of dumb, but it's we'll also it. it kind of factual. A foot, listen it, for football, it's drastically different. Like you cannot yeah. be out there coaching your own team, and to say that the the cast of of Good Morning Football can coach that team is so egregious. I am not an Eagles fan by any means. I want them to lose. Trust me. But to say that Nick Sirianni is in it for a free ride and that a table full of broadcasters can go ahead and coach that team <laughs> to the Super Bowl and possibly win the Super Bowl is so egregious. And just like you're just showing your hand like, OK, you're you're mad guy like you're mad. And, and you know what? Sometimes players don't know certain coaches and the work they put in, like if it's not a right. big name, they feel like where Nick Sirianni came from. But I was with Nick in Kansas City where he coached Dwayne Bow to a Pro Bowl. He coached, he helped coach Matt Castle to a Pro Bowl. Mm -hmm. When he was in Philly, like he did his thing with developing oh, Keenan Allen and Phillip Rivers. Like the way he did his thing over there is like, yo, he put in the work, right? So it's like when people don't know about certain coaches putting in the dirty work, they feel like they came out of nowhere, almost right. like rappers. Like some rappers would be like, yo, I've been rapping for 15 years. Like you just finding out about me to right. the masses. But like I've been doing this. So Nick Seriani been doing this, man. He just got his shot and he running with it. So keep doing your thing. You say what? For every overnight success, there's 10 years of work that you haven't seen or something along those lines. Something exactly something like that. Well, speaking of the Chiefs, we're going to go ahead and move to your former team and Nicole Hardman 
is likely out for Super Bowl 57. The Chiefs were were without three wide receivers for today's practice, and head coach Andy Reid cast serious doubt about getting Hardman back for the Super Bowl against the Eagles. This is what he said. Take a listen. Uh, McCole Hardman uh, will not practice today. I, uh, he did a great job of playing in that game the other day. Uh, very courageous effort, and uh, my heart goes out to the kid because he, he busted his tail. He is hurting, though, uh, today. Yeah, so I think it'll be tough for him. I mean, he, I, I doubt uh, that he'll, he'll make the, the Super Bowl. But listen, I, like I said, my, he, he, he was not going to be denied the other day. And it's a, I mean, it's a tribute to the kid. He, you know, he just he pushed himself uh, like no other. And uh, he's a tough, he's a tough nut now, man. He's all smiles with you, but he, uh, when it comes down to playing, he is a tough, tough kid, you know. Now, Hardman returned during the AFC championship after, you know, dealing with a pelvis injury, but he was forced out of the win against the Bengals after re-aggravating it. And now, while Hardman is not expected in Arizona, things are looking a little bit better for some injured wideouts. We have Tony with an ankle injury and Juju Smith-Schuster knee didn't practice, but they will take part in walkthrough. And Andy Reid said he's optimistic about them being well enough to go on February 12th. So I want to ask you, Brandon, any concerns about the Chiefs' banged-up offense heading into the big game? I know you said there's two weeks, but... No, I'm I'm not too concerned because the Chiefs are equivalent to how the Spurs was with Pop, right? They don't rely on just one player. When the Spurs had Tony Parker, Ginobili, Tim Duncan, it's just like we go use different people to win that day. Um, as you see, Valdez Scantlin stepped up last game. Kadarius Tony will mess around and have a good game. Kelsey is always going to be there, be consistent, but you never know. Pacheco might run for 160 yards in the game. Like they do so much of spreading the ball around. The thing that helps this team is they don't focus on one player. So if one player isn't going to be there, it doesn't affect them as much. I mean, he would love to have Miko Hartman there because that's a home run hitter, but everyone did a part last game, as you've seen to step up and make plays. Even Sky Moore, the rookie, came in and made plays. So Andy Reid, he will definitely have a game plan for uh, – he's not expecting Hartman to be there, but just in case he is there, he would definitely have some plays for him to be made. We forget about Juju over there. Like, Juju mm-hmm. hasn't – his name hasn't been out there, but Juju is capable of going off. So, man, Andy Reid, this guy might make four different game plans and he'll switch them up during the game. So that's a mastermind over there. So I'm not worried about the chiefs at all when it comes to game planning. So no worries about Travis Kelsey and his back. And more importantly, no worries about Patrick Mahomes and that high ankle sprain that he's been dealing with. It's all about rest. I'm telling you them two weeks are going to feel like two months. Like if Kelsey tweaked his back on Friday, wasn't going to play and he played Sunday, nothing is going to, keep them out of the Super Bowl because they know what it means to each other. You know, um, Kelsey knows what it means to Mahomes' legacy for him to keep winning Super Bowls. Like, mm-hmm. Kelsey know what it means for his legacy and Andy Reid's like, so like, the thing about Kansas City, because uh, I retired there this past year, you can see when they look in each other's eye, they all want it for each other. It's not like they want this win for their self. And that's what makes this team special. 
they have a great core. They have a great nucleus. Like when you come in that building, it's almost like I give up my selfish ways, whatever we go do to win. That's what we are going to do. So that's what's going to make them tough, you know, to be beat. I feel like Philly got that same vibe because they spread the ball around. You don't see no receivers demanding the ball. But, hey, it's going to be a good game. This is the game I wanted. So Really? Yeah. Well, I knew the Chiefs was going to win the Super Bowl. And when Philly got hot during the season, I was like, yeah, we, we want them. It's supposed to be Dallas, but whatever. You got to get Dallas. <sighs> I Am Athlete Tonight is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. Support I Am Athlete Tonight with a five-star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete tonight, weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA tonight trial to start your free trial today. Sirius XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.